Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are taking a look at Monday night on Thanksgiving week here, Nate. We've got roughly, what do we got here? Seven, eight games to choose from on a Monday night. Pretty nice slate here. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the Hawks and the Cavs in this one for you. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page as well so you can catch the other game we have up for you and our player props that we're bringing you each and every weekday of this regular season. Also want you to head to thelines.com. We have our great written content up there all season long for you guys and our odds finder tool that you can go ahead and use to make sure you're shopping those lines to the best of your ability across U.S. sportsbooks. Nate, let's jump into this. Uh, these lines tonight and then get into Cavs Hawks yeah it is eight games and that's the first game on the schedule Hawks plus two and a half at Cleveland total at 226 then we got Magic plus six at Pacers Heat without Jimmy Butler plus eight and a half at Minnesota the Warriors plus six at Pelicans Celtics minus six at Bulls we're going to break that one down for you the Knicks are plus two and a half at the Thunder Blazers without Dame, plus nine and a half at the Bucks, who just got Drew Holiday back. And then the Jazz are plus three at the Clippers to cap things off. I mean, Hawks, Cavs, right now, I really don't want to try to pick a winner in this game, I think. Uh, but I really do like the over at the same time. Uh, I think the Cavs are not as good defensively as they were last year. Um, still pretty good. But for various reasons, just the scheme and, and they're way better offensively. I mean, that's what we know. First and foremost, they're five and two to the over at home at this point. And key here, six and one to the over when they're slight favorites, one to four points. Um, even the under in that when they are favored was a pretty high total. Uh, they just went slightly below it. And I mean, their defense, like I said, is not quite as good. And even when it was excellent last year Trey Young was just a scheme breaker for them I mean they they protect the rim so well with with Allen and Mobley but what Trey's just the giant killer I mean whatever he he's he's known how to do this his whole life it seems he just he's got his array of floaters finishes at the rim uh great passes out of traffic uh in three regular season games against the Cavs he averaged 35 nine and a half assists shot 50 from the floor, 46% from three, was a plus 36. Atlanta won all three. All three went over. Atlanta scored 125 a game with a 133 offensive rating with, with Trey uh, leading the way. And then in the playing game as well, 38 and nine and better than 50% shooting. That one went under, of course, because it's a, a winner, winner go home situation. But yeah. Atlanta on the road right now, if you just bet that over every time, you would be uh, up 600% because they're 6-1. and one. Um, yep. And they've gone over in 10 of their last 14 overall. On the road, you look at their defensive rating, jumps 7 points per 100 possessions. They score 4 more points per game. They shoot 8 percentage points better from 3. And their 6 bets in 4th quarter scoring, that was a lot higher before um, – what they struggled against Boston. Oh, but that was at home. So it didn't affect their road scoring. In any yeah, case, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> you look at their last eight playing with good pace, 101 right now, scoring 115. Their last two roadies, 121 in Milwaukee. Uh, they gave up 121 in Philadelphia against a team that's generally slow paced. I mean, there's a lot of really key numbers here. I'm, the, the two that, I, that really jumped at me, um, is that Cleveland, they're they're going over at home because they get to the line so well with Donnie and, and Darius Garland 
breaking people down, six most free throws. And right now Atlanta's allowing the mo- the highest percentage of points off free throws when they're on the road, 21% of their points. Um, and, and then that both these teams are guarding the three-point line pretty well, or Atlanta specifically, and Cleveland is bottom eight in terms of their points off threes recently. Atlanta is dead last in points off threes. So <clears throat> the mid-range game is going to be key here. Um, I got to mention as, as well, the injuries, Karis LeVert out, or doubtful. Kevin Love out, yeah, not as important. But with, with LaVert out, I think we see a lot more of Chetty Osman, uh, who's – you know, slightly worse defender. I mean, probably a way worse defender, to be to be honest. And and a good offensive player. I mean, Lavert's been awful on offense this year, and, and has not been a good fit alongside those two creative guards. So I think and 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 Osman had twenty points in uh, twenty seven minutes the last time he faced Atlanta. Still was a minus five. So I think they're going to trade a little offense for defense there. You'd think. Oh, maybe the defense will be better because Isaac Okoro and Lamar Stevens will play more. Well, they both have like 135 defensive rating in those last three against Trey and the Hawks. So I I, I just see a lot of points coming here. Uh, we did whiff on this when when Cleveland was at Golden State, but uh, I think this time we will be right that there will be plenty of points going back and forth. Yeah, you, what you just said only really adds to what we're saying. They they were in Golden State for that game, right? Uh, and that, that one ended at like under 210, but that's not this situation. So this is a total situational matchup here. We were looking for things we liked on this slate in general, and this just, you know, there's not that many spreads tonight that I, I really want to hit. There's a lot of guys out. So creating these giant, you know, nine to 11 point spreads for teams like the the Blazers in Milwaukee, Miami and Minnesota. So uh, I don't love all of those things. I And, and in this matchup, I do lean Cavs a bit. I, I think the situation calls for over uh like this this game should probably be 230 231 in in my opinion I think one of these teams is getting to like 120 points essentially 118 points so that that makes me feel really good about 226 the situation calls for the over everywhere um you just touched on it uh, in a a myriad of different ways um you can also talk about uh obviously Atlanta away is is six and one uh to the over when they're dogs on the road as well four and one um when you know when they're in these situations on no rest Cleveland is two and O which they are right now which I think is a little bit a little bit of the hesitancy to take them even with a small spread but not only is Atlanta just you know their their defense is worse on the road um their their offense is better on the road and and Trey Young is the you know the road assassin as we know so that's why we we're definitely looking to for him tonight and and when Trey Young goes um that that offense goes right like even if they're not playing at the pace uh on the road that they are at home only, uh, still a hundred pace on the road which is still good for you know roughly top 10 in the league overall um you know 103 at home is just is absurd so you're not going to hit that but they're way more efficient on the road uh with the way they're doing things the defense is way worse we talked about that as well the matchup leads to me liking cleveland a little bit more uh if, if i had to it's only a two-point spread so it's not like i feel super comfortable either way um but you also look at like i said them with them in no rest is, is a pretty good situation uh as well dating back to last season I, I do like the fact that you know everything that you said like about the the, the 
matchup in terms of Atlanta's offense uh, and their their lack of defense, uh, well, their defense against threes, their lack of offense, or excuse me, lack of defense uh, in other areas that I think you can expect uh, some some pretty nice results for the Cavs tonight because of the fact that I do think they can they can bang down low well enough. Um, as you said, Isaac Okoro coming back doesn't really scare me. He's, he's looked a lot better as a backup center on the offensive end than we've expected, um, which is why another reason I think their bench scoring has not gone down the way that it did last season. As soon as you take Trey off the floor, you do have a backup big man to at least run uh, with those guys. And obviously now that you have uh, a few others uh, in DeJounte on the floor to be able to run with a second unit as well, that the, the, the points continue to, to flow for Atlanta as opposed to that sort of stimming that would happen when Trey would come off the floor last season. So even without bogey. So yeah, points, points, points. If you want to pick up a, a team in this one, um, I, I lean Cleveland, but I, I still don't feel comfortable enough to put money on them nearly as much as I do uh, with the, the, the bet that I like in terms of over 226 and a half tonight. Yeah, and I'm, I'd be wary because it's the Hawks against a, an Eastern Conference contender now, and that's when they tend to show up. Uh, we talk yeah. about at home a lot more, uh, but you know, it, it's they, their home road splits are less stark now. I think they're capable of winning this game for sure after losing to the Celtics in their last kind of important one. I mean, they just, they're coming off a home win over Toronto as well, which is what really impressed me. Uh, and, and yeah, gets back to Trey Young. We're going to talk about in player props uh, for sure. I, I mean, his props, I, I, I looked at, I thought it was like a bit of a misprint as well. I mean, along with the un, with the total. 26 and a half points. It should be like 28 and a half, uh, 35 and a half points assists. That should also be about two point two higher. Uh, yeah. After he's coming off a 33, 12 game against Toronto, which I, this year I have more respect for what they can do defensively than Cleveland right now, uh, especially on the perimeter, like Cleveland protect the rim, but they, they don't, they don't have any answers for Trey. Like he's cooked them. And, and so I think if you want to look at some player performance doubles, if you want to take Atlanta, to get the juice there, that's great. But I think right now they're about even money and and close spread. It's there's not a lot of opportunity on the spread for me. Yeah, no, no, no question here. I, I'm I'm sticking over. Uh, we gave you more than enough uh, incentive for that on our side here. So uh, you know, there's no point beating that to death. And like I said, just not comfortable enough to, to put money on either of these teams tonight. I think there's other spreads that are worth hitting. This is a uh, this is game is all about the total. So uh, Celtics, we're gonna look at this game right now. It's minus six at Bulls. That total's been bet up though josh to 229 as they often do with the celtics the knicks are plus two and a half at thunder totals at 230 there blazers without dame plus nine and a half at the bucks lower total 215 and then the jazz plus three at the clippers yeah i mean with the celtics they're on a nine game heater right now they're scoring a ton still on the road they have not been hitting these these totals that consistently um, so seeing it bet up to 229, maybe you want to tease it in the other direction at this point. Uh, I, I like getting the Celtics down to minus two. And I think I would do that with another game. Uh, probably with the total we talk about in our other game video, Hawks, Cavs right now, 226. If that's at 222, I feel supremely confident that that, that you can go over there. Um, I think the Celtics are going to keep winning here. I mean, the Bulls have immediately regress to what they were last year, which is a team that just cannot beat contenders, um, <clears throat> a poor defensive team. And I mean, the, the biggest stat I, we could go give you no other stats other than the fact that Chicago is dead last in opponents, three point percentage over the last week at 48%. And the Celtics are lighting up the league at an unprecedented rate from three. 
they actually struggled in their last meeting with with the Bulls, which kicked off this nine game streak. Right. They shot nine for 31 from deep. And since then, they're shooting 41 percent from three. They're hitting 17 and a half threes. They have the best offensive reading in NBA history. Um, But that game still went over against the Bulls. I mean, it was in Boston, first of all. So that's been a big discrepancy. Celtics scoring a lot more. Six and one to the over at home, three, five and one to the over on the road. Uh, but the stars were just getting the line ridic- at a ridiculous rate. Celtics shot 39 free throws as a team. Tatum shot 20. DeMar DeRozan had 46 points with 22 free throws. Each, Both the third and fourth quarter combined for over 60. Uh, so, I, I mean, Marcus Smart's status is definitely something to watch here. It sounds like he's going to come back uh, after missing a couple games. You'd think that that hurts their defense. I mean, hurts their offense and helps their defense. But I think Smart has really rounded out his game as a facilitator that could actually spark the Celtics offense a little bit more. Um, Derek White is playing out of his mind right now. I mean, they just have so many creators and, and scorers. And then you look at Tatum and what he's done against the Bulls recently. Like I said, 20 free throws, 36 points. Um, you know, they, they have no, no real good option to guard him. Um, so, I mean, I have no problem if you just want to take the Celtics straight up, but for me, I would rather use the tease and and use it with another game that I'm pretty confident about. Yeah. I don't love the six. I mean, the thing is, is like, if you remember, and I'm sure you do that game because we picked it and it's your C's, but the game that we, that we talked about on, uh, the fourth, what was it? Like whenever they lost earlier this season to the bulls, right. Uh, in, in Chicago, that was the, the beginning of that nine game streak. You said, um, that was a game that at the beginning of the game, I think they took like an early eight to 10 point lead. And we were like, ah, oh, nice. All right. But then it seemed like, okay, maybe no rest was an issue uh, for them that game. And, and it all just fell apart. They, they shot what? 30, 37% from the field as a team in that game did, did uh, the, the Celtics. So and that a hundred field goal attempts, which is a hundred field goal attempts, 50 <laughs> of them, only 50 of them were contested. They had 50 mm-hmm. uncontested shots that they missed. So that's just, insanely fluky to me you you, you can't you, you like you can't replicate that in its in its uh exactness so um short of a they shot 37 percent from three by the way in that game as well they had a better percentage from three slightly than they did from the field it was a, a weird ass game right and um I, I don't know that you should expect the same sort of weird anomaly and if you're expecting this to be you know go according to script of the way that the celtics are playing versus the way the bulls are playing since they last met especially right like since they met that 10th game ago for the the celtics the last nine they've won they've dominated in incredible fashion on offense their defense has been acceptable right like it's it's been good enough to to win with the best offense in the history of the league that's for sure um and chicago has been everything not that right and you talk about them regressing uh in in the last nine back to what they were from the standpoint of losing to teams that are good in the east the way they did last year they also are regressing to the way that they did in terms of uh the beginning of the season when it was like maybe they're good their defensive rating is in the top 15 ish so it seems sustainable but that offensive rating uh right now especially with the way you know zach levine is is not really come back into form to, to, to mix in well playing all season long now as opposed to being hurt last season, right? He's been playing for the last nine games. Uh, so has DDR, Dasunmu, Vucevic. This is a team that's at full strength, uh, but it just might not be as good as we thought it was, right? 24th in offensive rating over their last 10. 15th in defensive rating is fine, but they're not, they're not getting any turnovers. They're turning the ball over in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the way of the bottom 10 there. Um, their assists, their bottom five. They're shooting uh, the th- unsurprisingly, we talk about most from the, their shooting, you know, all 
all their shots from mid-range. Um, they're shooting th- the third most field goal attempts from two. They're not even attempting threes. Uh, they are getting to the line, as we talk about, uh, seventh most free throw attempts in the, in the league. Uh, but Boston is, is sixth in terms of limiting their opponent's free throw attempts, playing pretty good defense, and a little bit of Olay defense around the rim, knowing that it's not necessarily worth it to foul guys that are driving when they don't have a rim protector. Sometimes you got to give up some 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 easier ones. And, and obviously for them, like I would be getting up into people uh, and taking away those two pointers, not worrying about the three pointers, but everything from like 17 feet in is just going to be pound, like just hounded by the Celtics. It's all that they have to do in this game. Um, just reverting back to the point about this, this, the Bulls playing down once they, you know, start playing good comp, especially in the East, they're one and four against the spread this season as home dogs, losing those games by an average of nine points a game, failing to cover by about seven points a game uh, when they are dogs in that situation. So, there's not much for me to like about Chicago right now. I definitely was happy to pick under their win total this season at the beginning of the season. I think they're, they're starting to play into that form that we expect and Boston, like, Man, I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely a six-point spread in this one, uh, in my opinion. I don't really want to touch the total just because also Chicago's gotten a bit better against the three-pointer. Uh, I know the three the last three games has been awful, um, but overall in their last 10, they did take a little bit of a step forward before those last three. Um, so it's not like it's totally just a, the, the way that I think that they're going to play this season is just giving up threes that, to that extent. But uh, I, I still feel good about Boston doing everything that they, that they want to do, whether it's in transition uh, or in the half court at this point. Like, six points to me is not not enough for a Boston team that is on another tier than, than if it's like them in Milwaukee at full strength, but even Milwaukee, not at full strength. I still think Boston's just a, a tick ahead of them uh, and definitely a solid six points ahead of the, uh, the, the bulls on the road. Yeah. I think, I mean, forget good teams. The bulls haven't beaten anybody in their last four or, or six, of their last seven, uh, they beat shorthanded Toronto. That's their only win in that span. And if you look at on the course over the season uh, right now, three and eight, First, any team with a winning record or, or at 500 um, in their last four, they've just been putrid really the last five from beyond the arc uh, shooting about 26% from three. And that was the issue for them last year when Zach Levine got a little dinged up and then they had no one to threaten you with from beyond the arc. Like DeMar DeRozan is a great player and he's probably going to get his, but you can't match twos with threes in the NBA, right? I mean, especially when you're giving up the highest percentage on the other end, they just got waxed by Denver, um, spreading the ball around Jokic, getting 14 dimes in that game to find open shooters. The Celtics are playing incredible team ball. Like I said, with Marcus Smart keying the action, I think their assist rate should be even higher in this one. They have the number one assist to turnover ratio in their last 10. Um, Yeah, I mean, their offense is just incredible right now. I mean, second to Sacramento, and I just, I'm just i excited to see their next two games here. Uh, just FYI, like at home against Luka on, on the night before Thanksgiving, and then at home against that second offense in the Kings on Friday. Uh, so start looking ahead for those lines, see where you can get those. No doubt. If that, if that Sacramento line comes out anywhere, below 235 hit it immediately uh and then act accordingly in my opinion but that'll be super fun and and yeah and this one just to finish the point about um you know the bulls allowing a ton of assists as well not good against this team with two point guards now right maybe three if you consider Derek white occasionally playing some some nice ball control so a a team that has struggled to to assist each other uh as of you know the last the previous couple seasons and that was a big thing joe mazula former point guard uh is, is is definitely handling those duties as coach right now third most assists for the Celtics. So yeah, you you gotta you gotta love this matchup for them, and, and you gotta also love, like you said, 
three is worth more than two, dude. Uh, and if, if you were going to build a team around DeMar again, I think you would want a lot more three-point shooting. Maybe that's what they were hoping they were getting from Kobe White. Not the case this season. So they're going to continue to struggle on offense uh, as they have. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Nate, let's go ahead and get into your first play a prop for tonight. Yeah, I mentioned in that first game video we have that the Hawks, Cavs, the total seems a little low. Trey Young's total seems a little low as well at 26.5 points. Really like the 35.5 points assists since he is always a double-digit assist threat as well. And he's really what I call a scheme breaker against the Cavs. They're a great defense, but they have not been able to hold him in check uh, with that oversized front line. He's averaging 35.3, 9.7 assists, and shooting 50% from the floor, 46% from three in his last three regular season meetings with the Cavs. Also had 38-9 in a play-in game <clears throat> against them last year. Atlanta scoring 125 with a 133 offensive rating with Trey leading the way there. And this year, he's actually been a little bit better on the road, more efficient. 116 offensive rating versus 109 at home. Um, The Hawks in general are shooting better from three on the road. And uh, yeah, I mean, his average is 27 and a half. I think he can definitely get his average on the road here. And he's coming off impressive performances at home against Toronto and Boston, two defenses that I think are more difficult for Trey to deal with than these Cavs right now um, because of their rangy wings. And he had 33-12 and 12 against Toronto on Saturday, 27-9 against Boston, even though the Hawks did not compete down the stretch. Uh, so would have hit these props in both of those. And the Hawks' slight rest advantage now, the Cavs are on a back-to-back. They're not going to be playing uh, – they're not going to have Karis LeVert. And, and I think that makes it even more uh, – exploitative for Trey to uh, attack some of these younger guys on the wing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to take Trey on the road a lot. I, I thought this would be a little bit higher. Um, obviously, yeah, that, that Cavs D it's good. It's like you said, it's not quite what it was last year. I mean, probably at the very least, cause they're better on offense as well. Uh, and, and sacrificing a little bit of that. I mean, obviously having Donnie and, and Darius on the floor at the same time, you, you like that, uh, for, for Trey in this game. And, and that, that causes a little bit of, of an uptick maybe in his possible points tonight. We like points in this one as well, as we talk about in that game video. So I, I think it's a good opportunity here. Uh, I'm going to go for a, a game that I, I think will also have points, uh, mostly because the Warriors cannot play defense to save their lives. Um, and they're in New Orleans tonight. So taking this is, you know, the back, a back-to-back for them. They, they did beat the, the Rockets and get their first road victory yesterday. Did not cover that 10.5 point spread, which was way too high for an 0-8 team on the road. But 28.5 uh, points tonight for Steph. I don't know if Clay is going to play or not. He finally went off last night uh, and put some of the criticism to, to not necessarily to bed. He has to keep 
keep doing it, uh, but at least quieted it for a night. Uh, like I said, I don't know if he's going to be playing tonight. Steph at 28 and a half points, very high. He's at 32 and a half on the season. Um, you know, in, in a situation like this where I, I don't know what, you know, where they're on the road, um, their offense, Jordan Poole, all these role players, even Clay before last night just bad on the road, just so much worse. Uh, their offense isn't, isn't quite the same even uh, on the on the road as it is at home. It's just their defense is just so much, so much, so much, so much, so much worse on the road. So I, I do like points in this game again. 20 and a half points, four and a half threes. If you get over that, I mean, for him to make five on FanDuel is minus 130 right now. You look at what he's, he loves playing against New Orleans. He loves playing in New Orleans. Uh, his last four versus them, wherever they're playing, 31 points, five boards and seven assists all across 33 minutes. Key stat there, six for 15 from three per game in those last four versus New Orleans. Love that he's taking 15 threes for, for this bet. Um, like I said, likely no clay. You look at Steph on the road in, in this season, the last 10, 33 points a game, eight boards, eight assists. That's in 37 minutes. I think he gets a few more minutes on the road for a reason. Um, they, they need him a little bit earlier in games as they're, they've been losing a lot in the fourth quarter. Uh, and so he's, they can't wait for the six or seven minute mark for, for him to come back in. He's coming back in at like nine minutes left in the fourth right now. Um, five and a half threes on 12 attempts in those last 10 roadies as well. Uh, that's that's something that you're going to keep saying. He's going to have 12 three-point attempts tonight. And if he's going to shoot 43%, 42% from three like he has this season, uh, and he's able to get those five, plus you look at the way he's getting to the line, probably finishing better around the rim this year than ever before. I think one time he's had better uh, field goal percentage in the paint, and that was his unanimous MVP season. So back to his old ways. Uh, looks really, really good. And without Steph or without Clay, uh, without Poole playing well on the road, uh, there's just there's not much else for this team right now who is still not necessarily back in the conversation uh for for you know a a playoff contender at least like you know championship contenders coming out of the west just yet they're gonna have to do a bit more and it's gonna continue to be steph who's got to pull them through on offense uh so 20 and a half points seems very reasonable for him yeah at first weren't you like i'm interested in the under on steph and i said like are you are you crazy like there's no way you should bet an under maybe you want to stay away from an over sometimes but He's having the best season of his career. Like, right? Isn't isn't he playing better than he was when he was unanimous MVP? He's like thirty two points, yeah. seven dimes, fifty three percent from the floor, forty five percent from three. He's a plus one hundred three. The Warriors' starting lineup is like the best lineup in the league, and then their bench is like the worst. So, I mean, yeah, it's just like no matter how this game kind of unfolds, it's Steph's going to get his, uh, and you know he's either going to carry the Warriors to competitive, or he's you know. Hopefully not going to get blown out and, and then have to sit in the fourth yeah. quarter. But as long as it's relatively close, he should be out there. Yeah. Um, in this Bucks Blazers game, we wanted to look at the Blazers plus ten stars out bets up. The Bucks are just a real scary team uh, when they're at home right now. They're and and they're finally back to almost full strength. I mean, Drew Holiday might be on a minutes limit to a degree. He came off the bench last time, but they have Drew. They have Javon Carter playing like a dog, and they have Giannis, of course. And that is a tough matchup for Jeremy Grant, who I think his props spiked because Dame Lillard is out for a couple of weeks, and he does see a, a higher usage. You know, you look in five games with the Blazers without Dame. 21 and a half points, five rebounds, four dimes, about 25% usage. His props at 20 and a half points against the best defense in the league. And Giannis, who has a 100 individual defensive rating. Uh, and the three turnovers per game with that increased usage when he's been on Portland, that's actually the most interesting thing to me. Over two and a half turnovers at plus 150 at DraftKings. He's hit that in four or five without uh, Dame and in the on the Blazers here. But I'm going under. 
20 and a half points, also like under two and a half threes. Um, he's right now in those five games again, hitting 2.23 at a 41% clip. And that's way above like what, what you would say is the, the statistical average for a guy like Grant. He's not a 41% three-point shooter, and he's not going to be that in this matchup because the Bucks are running people off the three-point line. They're fifth and three-pointers allowed, and they're not giving up anything else either. Second in paint points, first in assists allowed, and fewest points to power forwards in particular. Again, Giannis. So I'm going under on Grant. For sure tonight. Yeah, I like it. Uh, also got Pat, Patty Connaughton back. Helps that wing defense for sure. Uh, Wes Matthews is out. But yeah, I mean, with, with Patty Connaughton back, Grayson Allen still out there. You've got some some rangy uh, athletic dudes on the wing guarding, guarding guys uh, out there, which is the only place that I would feel comfortable uh, betting on Jeremy Grant is that he's going to, you know, stand out there and, and Giannis might not go all the way out there. And now you're depending on a few other guys to get their hands up in Jeremy Grant's face when he he has run to the corner and shot a lot of threes from over there uh, where he's successful. So that would be the only place that I would consider him able to have success. Um, but I, I do because he's not he's not coming in the paint. Uh, with with these two two guys out there, obviously Giannis waiting for him, and then uh, Brolo coming off trying to block shots as well. So yeah, at home for this Milwaukee defense, I was thinking maybe maybe over on Anthony Simons, but even that scares me a little bit. I mean, I could see this being a somewhat lower scoring game for sure, as as these Milwaukee home games have been wont to do this season. So. Uh, we're going to finish things off here with a guy we haven't taken enough, obviously a big friend of the show and, and player props MVP, DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan, DDR, as he's finally known. It's 24 and a half points, uh, minus 105 at DraftKings. So like even money for him to get 25. He's done that twice now against Boston this season. The first win, um, the first game that they played there. 25, 5, and 5, uh, and a win over Boston that first game. 46 points last time out in, in that uh, most recent game on the 4th of November. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, he's had some up and down games sort of against the Celtics um, overall, but like the last two, the way that they're playing and, and the way that this defense uh, for the Celtics is not the same defense. Um, it's also playing a, a little bit faster and just so be- so amazing on offense um, that it's just it's just a slightly different makeup in this year. So far, DD- DDR has had plenty of uh, success against him we talk about the Bulls just being anemic lately on offense but the thing that they continue to do well is shoot from the mid-range because that's the thing that DeMar continues to do well uh his last four overall against whomever they're playing 30 points a game on 57 percent shooting so that's sort of the the exact sort of range that we saw from him uh last season when when he went on that insane tear right for like 10 games in a row 35 minutes a game with that 30 32 percent usage and we talk about Zach Levine just really has not been uh the, the guy that they need him to be this season so far getting some points um, it's a little bit more your turn, my turn, but the offense hasn't really turned into something that that scares you. It's mostly just is is Demar going to make this shot as he goes one on one from 15 feet out, and we continue to like him to be able to do that in all his matchups. Yeah, not much to say here. I mean, Demar Derozan is 25 points is pretty low for the Demar Derozan of last year. We haven't seen that guy consistently, but we have against the Celtics, and I mean Boston at some point has to slow down. They're on a nine-game heater here. I think we at least see the Bulls put up a good fight at home, uh, and he's done that twice this season against the Celtics. Top this total. I mean, crushed this total last time out. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a solid pick for sure at even money. Yeah, and it was a weird, ugly game the first time that he still got twenty-five. We talk about the Celtics shot thirty-seven percent from the field in that game, uh, just 
crush the, the the flow of the game at all. And he's still, like we said, get 25 points with that 32% usage rate. So give me that even money for 25 on our guy. And that is all the time we have for you in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. We are coming back to you guys each and every weekday of this regular season. So until we see you next, happy betting.